but I took a, a Greek cooking class um, because I was flipping through the community, the community education um, catalog, and I saw there was this cooking class that was all about um, how to fix a Greek-style picnic. And it included um, grilled um, Greek lamb chops. And I'm kind of a sucker for lamb. I spent a little bit of time down in Australia in Melbourne, and Melbourne happens to have the largest population of Greek people anywhere in the world, um, even outside of Athens. Um, there are more Greek people in Melbourne than any place else. And so there are lots of Greek restaurants, and I learned that I liked Greek food. And so, um, you know, I was flipping through there, and this is before kids, and so I signed up for the class, and I went, and I really enjoyed it, and the woman who offered the class happened to be one of Stephen's co-workers. And she's like, you know, how would you like to take more classes? You can go and you can take attendance for me. And so I said, sure, sign me up. So, you know, I, I sat there and I, I went and I took more Greek cooking classes. And I learned so much, not just about Greek cooking, but just about cooking in general. And I have to confess, I don't do that much Greek cooking these days, but some of those things that I learned in that class just simple things um, about cooking in general I continue to use today. Um, you know, just when I'm fixing supper, looking in the refrigerator, trying to figure out, okay, what do we have? What can I fix? Uh, okay, we'll do this. Um, I still use some of those skills. Um, so I thought it would be fun today that we'd have a little bit of a cooking class. Um, we're going to have a cooking class. There's, there's an invitation to each one of us. Um, to belly up to the Bible. And, you know, sometimes we look at the Bible and, and it just seems like this complex thing. You know, how could I ever read it? How could I ever understand it? But, you know, sometimes just a few tips can help make the cooking process and then the eating process um, that much easier. And so I thought we'd just have a little bit of fun today and uh, the next couple Sundays and have have a cooking class. And so the first thing we need to do um, before we can start cooking is we need to get a table. We need to set up the table. And, um, you know, tables come in all shapes and sizes. In some cultures, people sit on the floor. They might sit around a blanket or a tablecloth. They might sit on cushions and eat. Um, or they might sit actually sit at a table. Tables can look, you know, all different kinds of ways. And, you know, this, this table, um, it has to be kind of set up. It has to be put together. Um, there, are, there happen to be four legs on this table. Two and two are kind of fastened together, but there are four legs on this table. And, you know, ta table legs are important. Um, they hold up the table. They give us a surface on which to prepare our food and on which to eat. And so um, we're going to set up this table, and we're going to pay special attention to the legs today. And the first leg um, that we're going to look at is, is the fact that when that God is the primary author of Scripture. And so this this first leg here, it's, it's the most important leg. It, it represents the fact that God is the author of Scripture. In 2 Timothy 3.16, it says that all Scripture 
is God-breathed. And let me read that for you. It says, All scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness, so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. God-inspired scripture. He inspired men and women um, to write scripture. Um, and they, they wrote as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. So the first, the first leg represents the fact that, that God is the primary author of scripture. He inspired scripture. And the second leg over here, and you see they're kind of connected together. The second leg over here is that, you know, there were many different men, maybe women, but mostly men, many different men that wrote scripture, that were involved in writing scripture, that God inspired to write scripture. And when they wrote scripture, you know, they weren't just robots. They didn't just, you know, receive these electrical impulses and, and write, you know, like a machine. They were affected by their time. They were affected by the setting in which they wrote. They were affected by their family of origin. You know, different ones had different types of vocabulary. They had different personalities, and all that comes out in what they write. And so when we look at Scripture, Scripture is, is one book, but it's also a collection of lots of smaller books with many different human authors. So the first five books of the Bible, um, we believe, were traditionally written by Moses. And Moses wrote those books for a very specific purpose. He wrote those books so that the Israelites would be reminded of who they were and where they came from, and that they would be faithful to God. Other books. We have other, other books that were letters. Paul, the Apostle Paul, wrote many letters. Some of the letters he wrote to individuals like Timothy. Others, <clears throat> others he wrote to churches, to groups of people. And, and so in... In Romans, for example, in Romans chapter 1, verse 7, Paul writes this. He says, To all in Rome who are loved by God God, and called to be his holy people. So they, you know, they, they, write to, they all write out of their personality. John, if you read the Gospel of John and you read the letters of John, there are lots of themes of, of light and darkness through, through the Gospel and through the letters. It's a characteristic of John's writing that he writes a lot about light and darkness. He also writes about love. Um, and, and you can see you know, his, his characteristics. Paul, when he writes, he, he, he was well-trained, he was well-educated. In many ways, he writes like a lawyer. You know, he's building an argument. Each, each word is specific. Um, and he uses each word deliberately. And there's... There's meaning that's, lots of meaning that's, that's carried in, in, in words and how they're put together in Paul. You have to pay attention to t detail in Paul. And, and Paul, you know, he has all these long run-on sentences, you know, and he'll give a word and then he'll give a phrase to describe that. And then there might be a phrase to describe that. And then there might be a phrase to describe that. 
John doesn't write that way. Luke, who wrote the Gospel of Luke, gives an account of Jesus' life. Luke is, is very attentive to detail. He was a doctor, you know? We want doctors to be precise, right? We want them to know what's going on and to be observant, to be attentive to detail. And Luke was attentive to detail. And so the first leg is that God is the primary author of Scripture. The second is that all of these individuals wrote Scripture they were, as they were inspired by God. But their personalities, um, their vocabularies, their backgrounds come out in what they write. The third leg of Scripture is that each part of Scripture, each book, was written to a specific audience. So, for example, in Romans, the verse that we, we mentioned earlier, you know, Paul is writing to those in Rome. In Luke, in the Gospel of Luke, Luke says this. He says in verse 3 of chapter 1, With this in mind, since I myself have carefully investigated. There it is. He's being careful. Everything from the beginning, I too decided to write an orderly, there it is again, account for you, most excellent Theophilus. Paul is writing the Gospel of Luke and the book of Acts. It's kind of a double, double volume there. He's writing it to a specific person. He's writing it to a man by the name of Theophilus. And he says, so that you may know the certainty of the things you have been taught. He's writing for a specific purpose. He wants Theophilus to know the certainty of the things that he has been taught. And so he's going to give him a very careful, detailed account. He's going to lay it out in a very orderly manner. So the first leg of Scripture is that all Scripture is inspired by God, that individual men, and maybe some women, Hebrews might have been written by a woman, we don't know that for sure, but it was a time when men were the ones who wrote. And so um, individual men wrote individual books. Scripture was addressed to specific people in specific times and specific places for specific purposes. And then the last leg, the fourth leg over here, which is kind of connected to the third one, is that Scripture isn't just written to those specific people. It is, but it's also written to a larger audience. Um, that just as, as God inspired Scripture, Scripture is also written for a larger audience. And we're a part of that audience. It's not limited just to us, um, but Scripture is written for the people of God. First, for the Israelites, and now also um, for the church. And not just this church, not just the Wesleyan Church, but Catholics, Lutherans, Presbyterians, Orthodox, you know, go around the world. Um, scripture is written for the church, for the people of God, um, for those who seek God and follow God. So Scripture is written by God. It's also written by specific people in specific times and places 
to individuals and, and specific groups of people in specific times and places. But it's also written to a larger audience across time and across space. And that includes us. And so all of these legs, these four legs go together to hold up this table. This table on which we get to belly up and eat the Bible. And as we think about this tabletop, this tabletop really represents God's story. It represents God's story of communicating with people, um, really from the beginning of time. You know, you go back and you look at Genesis. And God has had a plan from the very beginning um, to reveal himself to people, to bridge the gap, um, to bridge the gap created by sin. Um, for all of sin, we've all sinned, we're all separated from God. Way back there in the garden, um, when Adam and Eve first took of the fruit that God said not to eat, and sin entered the world, we've been separated with God. And yet, God, throughout time and space, has sought to communicate with people, um, giving us invitations to come to him. And he's done that through specific people in specific times and specific places and extended it to specific people in specific times and places. And yet the message is for all of us. It's, it's for the church. It's for his people. It's, it, it's for those who don't know him. It's for, the, for his enemies, for everyone to come and to hear and to belly up to the Bible. And yet, as we look at Scripture... Scripture is, is building, and we, we get to a, a climax with Jesus' death and resurrection, when Jesus himself comes, and he reveals himself to us. And so all of Scripture, when we, the table on which we eat, the setting on which we eat, the field on which we eat, all of scripture is pointing towards Jesus and God's final revelation of himself in Jesus. And you know that it's centered around a table, right? When Jesus um, had his last supper with his disciples and, and he gathered them around a table and he invited them to eat. And he said, you know what? I won't eat this meal again you know, until we're gathered together. And it's pointing towards a table. Jesus offers each one of us an invitation to come to the table, to belly up to the table, to receive from him. It's a means of his grace that we might be brought into fellowship with him, that we might know him. But sometimes... You know, it just helps to know, you know, what, what's the meal sitting on? What's the, what's the foundation of it all? Um, it helps when we're going to sit down and, and get ready to eat to know what's the foundation of it all. And so today I'd just like to invite you um, to belly up to the Bible, to belly up to Scripture, to look for those places where you might just sit down and, and take, take, open up scripture and maybe pick a book of the Bible, maybe pick Luke, pick John and, and just start reading 
and think about, you know, God is the author of all of this. Think about that as you read. And yet think about, okay, but someone specific wrote, that, wrote this. Who was that? Well, if you're reading Luke, it was Luke. If you're reading John, it was John. If you're reading Genesis, it was um, Moses. If you're reading the Psalms, a lot of them were written by David. Think about, okay, so Luke wrote this, but why was he writing? And who was he writing to? And how does that affect what he's saying? And then ask the Holy Spirit, what might he be teaching me? What might he be saying to me today? Because he wrote to, the, he wrote to those people, but this message is also for me. Um, so um, let's go ahead and um, we're going to pray, we're going to sing, and then we're, we're going to come to the table and have an opportunity um, to gather at the table.